Hello, you are listening to the Batfans podcast brought to you by the BatmanUniverse.net. Enjoy the show. Why should the audience be down there's an ambulance. Heavy <laughs> downer, man. <laughs> Sorry, listeners, there's a, there's an ambulance behind me. If you've ever seen that movie, The Descendants, with uh, everybody's favorite Batman, uh, George Clooney, <laughs> I live near the hospital where his wife is dying. That, that has to be a, like one of the most cush jobs ever. Uh, the wife. Yeah, right. She just had to lay in a bed. <laughs> yeah, she had that one scene where she was on the boat. Yeah. And then all she has to do is lay in the like, bed. And maybe like they she's... filled one other scene that was like deleted. Although you know what? They probably didn't even pay the actress. They probably had like a look of like half the movie because it's just she's in the background. You know what I mean? Like why pay for a name actress? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that must have been a, like, a pretty good job. Yeah, right. She just had to lay in a bed. Hey everybody, it's another Batfans podcast. I think it's I think this is number eleven. Uh, it's the Batfans podcast because we couldn't think of another name for the podcast. So we kinda kinda decided to go generic on that. <laughs> but um Best intro ever. Yeah, t- <laughs> Tim and PJ couldn't make it uh, this episode. Uh, but I have Gary with me. Gary, how how wait, wait first of all, what are we weighing in at? For this episode. <laughs> really? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm not saying it as saying it as a bad thing. Uh-huh. I'm just saying it as like we want you to lose weight. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I think I weighed in yesterday. I was like 290. And what did you start at? I mean, I've gotten up to like 340, so I'm doing pretty good. Well, that's good. Yeah. But like, uh, uh, I was watching this um, this show on MTV. This show called Teen Mom. Oh wow. And there's a guy named there's a guy named Gary on the show. Uh-huh. Looks exactly like you, man. <laughs> I, I was like, the, dude, why why are you talking about it? Gary have a kid? Dude, quit talking about my wife, man. I mean, I know Gary, but he he lives swimming I mean, pretty much on the other side of the world from me and. <laughs> Could he possibly have a kid? (laughs) (laughs) I just never talk about it. (laughs) You just never talk about her? (laughs) Um, No, I don't have a kid. Although it was funny, I was actually talking to my buddy the other day, and, like, it's funny how in pop culture and everything, like, Gary is always, like, a nerdy office guy. Like he like like there's never a cool Gary. I can't I, I seriously I was talking to my buddy we couldn't think of one in anything. Like it's always cool just that Gary. Medi- <laughs> it's always just the mediocre office yeah. guy in the background. You know what I mean? Mm. Or like or like the nerdy friend. Like he's never Gary's never a cool dude. Um. So thanks, mom. Gary's <laughs> Gary. Um. Uh, Gary the snail from SpongeBob. He's not yeah. a nerd or. But I mean, he's just a snail. Like he doesn't do anything. He's a he's a snail cat. I haven't really I haven't really seen the show. I know I know he meows because people make fun of me sometimes. 
<laughs> well, I say people make fun of me. It was this one girl that was when I was in high school. She was in middle school, and I guess she liked the show, and she would meow whenever I said my name. <laughs> and I was like, "What the fuck are you doing? I don't get it." And then apparently it was a reference to SpongeBob, which I ha- I didn't watch, so I had no idea what it was. But, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but anyways, um, how you been? I've been pretty good. Pretty good. I, I do miss the show. Watching a lot of movies. Um, not so much. Not so much. Uh, mostly, mostly uh, grad school business. But um, you know, I, I miss the show. Miss you guys. I miss Batman. But you know, things have to be done. So, so how many times have you seen Dark Knight Rises? Twice. Oh, uh, you suck. I saw it once on <laughs> IMAX and once. Oh no, I think both times were IMAX actually. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I mean, at least you put down the money for IMAX. You weren't. Yeah. Or like, no, I hate these movies. I'm just gonna. Yeah, I actually, I really, I really enjoyed it, and both times, like, even though it's a really long flick, it kept me riveted. You know, I wasn't bored. Uh, yeah. Even watching it twice, um, and and it was twice, like within two days. So, you know, it wasn't. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and I still wasn't bored, and it was it was good. I liked it. Yeah. So, I've seen it officially ten times. Okay. Uh, I figured I would just yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll just go one more time. And I have to say, it, that movie doesn't get old. Yeah. I mean, it, it, especially in the movie envi- the movie theater environment. Yeah. And especially if you see it in IMAX. It, it just never gets old. No, but it, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, it's it, it doesn't really degrade in quality. It never really gets boring. Like, I mean, there, obviously there's, there's parts that are cooler than others, but, you know, it's still not um, – it doesn't really get old, you know? Yeah. Now, where would you rank it, though? You've seen it more than me now. I, I still think Dark Knight was better, uh-huh. but but it's definitely better than Begins to me. You see, I think it's better than the other two movies. Okay. Just because, I mean, I've said this before on the podcast, but I think I, think I like Christopher Nolan's inter- interpretation of Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. more than I do his Batman, because I have my Batman... And it's it's nothing. I mean, there, there are certain elements of uh, Christian Bale's Batman that are in my my Batman, but like yeah. it, it, it's not that in the end. But I'm more interested in his Bruce Wayne, and yeah. that's why I think that The Dark Knight Rises is better because yeah, you know, we get a conclusion to Bruce Wayne's story. And there was definitely a lot more Bruce Wayne than Batman in that one. So if you liked that Bruce Wayne, then you you know it was good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but um, that. That Fandango app is pretty, or that that Fandango website is pretty good. I mean, it, it really comes in handy, especially oh, yeah. you know when you see a movie ten times. <laughs> like, I, I was wondering, like, what does Fandango even mean? I mean, the the only other time I've ever heard that word is in Bohemian Rhapsody. I hadn't even thought about it. I couldn't even remember another time I've ever heard it. <laughs> um, it's like, did yeah. did uh, Fandango get the, the the name from Bohemian Rhapsody or? You know, I really have no idea. I hadn't even thought about it. Is Fandango a thing? <laughs> I just figured it was a weird way to say something about, you know, a fandom. Uh, but I really never thought about it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's an interesting point, I guess. <laughs> um, I do want to say, though, one thing that annoyed me is that I was excited to finally get a real interpretation of Bane. And in the end, it turned yeah. out to just be a lackey again in a way. You know what really? I mean? To me. Like, that 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 disappointed me a little bit, that he was still kind of, like, 
he wasn't in command. He was just doing what he was told. Um, to be fair, though, um, he he was. It, it's either Tom Hardy just had a better script mm-hmm. and had a more interesting character to play, or uh, he's just a better actor. Oh well, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it works too. It works perfectly. Oh, I, don't get me wrong. It, I like the, the sense way of the movie. Up everything. You know, and it came yeah. full circle with the, you know, going back to Ducard um, and his daughter being, you know, kind of the the, the mastermind of the whole thing. Um, yeah. And, and it did give a, a good reason for Bane to have a connection to her in the first place to want to work with her. Um, but, you know, and uh, <laughs> I just I, I can't stop thinking about uh in a review sense, um, I guess this is the last thing I'll say about it, that um, in Kevin Smith's Batman on Batman, where he talks about the one thing he hated the most was that uh, when Batman said, oh, that's what that feels like, because he said it in his voice, and he was so pissed off about it, because he thought, once everybody was gone, why would he have to do the stupid voice? He could just say, oh, so that's what that's like. (laughs) Um, Well, well, apparently he hasn't read, uh, I think it's Kingdom Come. mm Mm-hmm. Because uh, I think that's where they pulled that from. He's probably right, so, but I mean, he's so just, it, it was a yeah. point to him for whatever reason. But I just thought <laughs> it was funny that he got so angry about it. And it's like, but and he was like, well, it's a funny line, but that was stupid that he used the voice. And it was, it was just, it's kind of funny, the stupid little things nerds tend to pick on. <laughs> it's it's so funny hearing him cry all the time. Oh, yeah. Dude, I actually I saw him the other day. We went to a Q and A of he, that he was doing for a Star Wars celebration. Yeah. Um, and he literally he starts off like he got a really cool introduction, like you know uh, about all of his achievements, talking about how awesome he was. And he comes out, and the first thing he does, he's, he literally he's barely holding back tears, and he says, "I've been very emotional since I started smoking weed. So bear with me, and please stop cheering for me. Just sit down, otherwise I'm seriously going to start crying." And it, oh that was the first God. thing he did, and I was like, "Really? Like a grown forty-year-old man?" Like, because he got a cool introduction and everybody was cheering for him, he's going to cry. Uh-huh. Like, it's just, it's funny to me. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, anyways. Crying and crying and crying. <laughs> but speaking of crying, we have the uh, solicitations for November, they, is it? They make you cry? They made me cry. Because they're so bad? No. I, I I just tried to look for a good segue. I couldn't think of one. Yeah. Well, but anyways, um, yeah. <laughs> Did you see anything you liked? Uh, for me, it's it, it's got to be that. I mean, for one thing, that that uh, Batman and Robin cover. Yeah, and, that's and, pretty uh, cool. I really like the Batgirl cover. I mean, the book hasn't really been that good, but man, that yeah. cover with Joker and that does look pretty cool. I don't know why, and I haven't I haven't caught up with Batman Inc. yet, but I do like that cover. Yeah. Of him just standing the, um, outside Arkham City with the batarangs and that jacket, or is that one of the other Batman? That's um, Damien. Oh, that's right. Future. Yeah, I forgot about that. I was like, I knew, I knew I recognized him, but I couldn't remember why. Yeah, I think that 700, was from. Right? Yeah, Batman Seven Hundred. Yeah. Also, like the the um, the Detective Comics uh, cover. Yeah, I like that one too. I like the yeah, like, Poison uh, Ivy. Yeah, Poison Ivy is in it. It's gonna be pretty awesome, and and hopefully it'll be better than Tony Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like John Layman and. Uh, yeah, John Lehman doesn't really have to have to try that hard. 
<laughs> All he has to do is be decent. <laughs> he just has to be decent. <laughs> yeah, like 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 as long as he can set the bar for being mediocre, it's still better than the book. So, you know, he only has to do like like he can phone it in probably and still do better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but what really interests me is the backup story. There's going to be art by Jock. Jock is back on the back. Oh yeah, books. yeah. That's going to be pretty awesome. I Girl. love his art, and yeah, he draws a good Batman, but he ju- he he draws a really good Judge Dread. Oh, Has yeah? to be like one of my favorites. So, well, quick aside. I know you're a big fan, and the movie's coming out. Recommend yeah. one story or one storyline for anyone to pick up who's interested in in the Jared movie coming out. Uh, honestly, like the, the the one that really sticks out in my mind is the one they just got over. Of course, mm-hmm. uh, it's called Day of Chaos, uh, written by John Wagner. It, it it has to be one of the biggest epic stories I've ever read. I mean, really, it, it started like I think in like May or June of last year, and it wrapped up like last month, I think. Oh wow! So it was over a year. Yeah, I think it was a little over a year. Wow. And the story starts off like really, really slow. And it's kind of like, oh, where are we going? What's happening? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, they're, they're gonna, these uh, Russian terrorists are going to sneak into Mega City 1 to release this um, nuclear bomb that's filled with this, um, this gas that makes people pretty much into the 28 Days Later zombies. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you know, week after week after week after week, I'm like, okay, here we go. And then things start to get worse. And then you think things have gotten absolutely worse when that toxin thing is released into the city, but it just gets so much worse. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it, it it was just an awesome storyline. I, I wish they could do something like that with with Batman, but yeah, I I, I mean, just it, it, it's just so epic. Yeah, to be honest, and there's so many characters, and you know, John Wagner really took his time to tell a really intricate story, and it yeah, it's just awesome. I I can't recommend it enough. That sounds awesome. I was I was actually kind of asking for myself too because I I haven't read any Drudge Dread, and I kind of wanted something to read before the movie, and that's recent too, so it'll be easy to find. So, um, yeah, I would highly recommend it. Apocalypse War. Um, hot dog run pretty much any dread epic is pretty good <laughs> <laughs> cool um yeah the only thing i saw in the solicitations uh well i mean i guess there's two things to point out that i saw i guess in the dark knight 14 i guess he's still like he just got away from scarecrow so that's going to be going on for a little while yeah uh, and then what was the other thing i noticed there's one other thing that i thought was pretty cool um well what i thought was pretty cool was the uh catwoman cover i mean it's a it's a new creative team uh oh, yeah. covers by trevor mccarthy i really like from what i can see i really like his his catwoman i mean i, I mean the art is by somebody totally different but yeah. that that um that artist they have on right now is just terrible i can't stand the art <laughs> i can't even remember her name <laughs> wow yeah um I just saw something interesting. Apparently, in Red Hood 14, Superman's gonna fight them for some reason, or something. I don't know. Superman. <laughs> yeah, it's, that seems like a weird crossover. I don't know why they would do that. Um, there was one other thing that I thought was interesting that I wanted to point out that I forget. Oh well, I guess it doesn't matter. 
Um, yeah, but I, I am interested to see though where that talent thing goes. Um, is that going to be good though? I, I, mean, I can't see it. Doesn't it good, feel? But I'm assuming yeah. they have to have something interesting behind it to want to put it out. So yeah, and I mean, it, it's it's James Tinney the fourth too. I mean, yeah. it, it seems like uh, Scott Center kind of mentored him in a way. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, I hope it's good because it, it kind of seems like uh, – I don't know what the right word is to describe it, but yeah. – Oh, that know, was it, the it, other it, thing I was thinking of. Sorry. <laughs> Did you have anything else to ahead. say? Oh, no, the, the only other thing I was going to say um, – I hadn't had a chance to talk about it because I've been off the last few episodes, but uh, the Trinity War sounds pretty awesome. And that yeah. looks that that's going to be coming up soon and that – I just saw that that was I guess it's continuing in Justice League 14. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's the second chapter that's going to lead up to it. Yeah. So, anyways, no, that, that, that just sounds interesting because I'd only heard about it, but I haven't really been able to talk about it on the show. But I just I thought that sounds kind of cool. Yeah, and uh, you know, speaking of things upcoming, I mean, we have the the Smallville featuring Batman and. Um, or not featuring Batman, it was featuring Nightwing, right? Uh, Barbara Gordon. Yeah. Well, yeah, Batman was in it. I think. Bit. Yeah, I think you better um, <laughs> you better talk to that talk about that because yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I have uh, you read I'm it? Just, uh, I'm just so pissed off that they they decided to cut Stephanie Brown out of that <laughs> of that story. Did you even read it at all? No. Are you no. gonna read the print issue, or are you just not interested? I'm not interested anymore. Yeah. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I mean, I think it probably would have been basically the same anyways. They're just changing the name for whatever reason. I, I don't know why. Yeah. But um, anyways, I just uh, – the first uh, few, I guess like third of the issue was just uh, Superman and the Fortress dealing with something that happened in the last issue. So we don't really need to talk about that. But yeah. um, then the next part, it goes to Gotham. And apparently what's happening is – Intergang is bringing weapons to Gotham from Metropolis, and they're unloading them. And then all of a sudden, of course, uh, I was going to say Robin, uh, Nightwing jumped in, and she was basically jumping around and quipping at them and kind of doing some normal like Dick Grayson or early Batgirl type stuff, you know, being kind of showboaty. Um, and then eventually one, one of them pulls out one of the alien weapons and, tra- and shoots at her and it blows up a wall. And <laughs> and so then she's like, oh, crap. Um, and then Batman comes out finally. And uh, and he's pretty B.A. Um, in the book. Really? We, we only get to see him for a few pages. And uh, if, you, if you've been reading any of the Smallville stuff at all, you would know it's, it's chapters. And three chapters builds up to one story. So – and, and – multiple store multiple issues make up one episode of the show and so this is already the second episode of what would have been season 11 and we're getting batman so that's pretty awesome um and uh let's see here i wrote down some notes uh just to you know spoilers if you haven't read it or if you're waiting for the print issue um but there is uh once batman comes in the the interesting part happens where uh the you know they're they're talking after they defeated all the bad guys and they have one of them up there to interrogate and Barbara mentions that uh, Detective Montoya got in the way of something so I guess she's in the Smallville universe now which is pretty cool um, 
and Batman's interrogating one of the inner gang guys over the hanging over the edge of the building, and he's asking, Where, "Like, where'd you get the weapons?" And Saul says that he got them from. Uh, wait, wait, Gary, Gary. If, if you're gonna do that, I gotta do the. Okay. I mean, you gotta do the voice. Yeah, yeah. Where'd you get the weapons? <laughs> and, <laughs> and the guy says, uh, "I got him from some old timer. There's with big wigs in Metropolis named Joe." Batman says, "Joe, Joe, who?" And apparently it's Joe Chill. And that was the big reveal. Dun, dun, dun. The end of the episode. <laughs> um, and so uh, Batman's basically like, "Yo, Barbara, uh, pack a bag. We're going to Metropolis." Um, and unfortunately, I just read the second chapter today, and um, it's all Superman stuff, and they don't even mention Batman or Gotham or anything in this one. But like I said, it's only a little chapter of what's a whole issue. So um, I'm assuming the next one's going to have Batman and Superman finally meeting up, um, or at least some more Batman action, hopefully. Uh, so I, I'm completely unaf- unfamiliar with uh, Smallville. Okay. The um, the series and this comic. So is it a young Clark, and is it going to be a young Bruce? Or He's, uh, let's see. I mean, I don't know exactly where the timeline is, but I know when the show started, he was 16, and the show lasted 10 years. So he's in his oh, so he's, like he's yeah, he's not yeah. a kid. Um, and I think oh, Bruce I is said to be a little bit older, so he's maybe like you know 28, 30, something like that. Um, so, so how old was Babs in um, in the um, in the book? Does she look young? They didn't really say, but I'm assuming somewhere between like 18 to 22, like like fairly young, but you know, adult. Um, yeah. And uh, she didn't look like a kid, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like a. She had boobs, is what I'm like saying. Like a three, like a three year old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> three year old playing Nightwing. <laughs> yeah. Um. And I, I do get what you're saying about Stephanie being not involved, and I was really bummed about it. But I mean, it seems like she kind of is Stephanie, but they just wanted to say she's Babs, and they don't even mention her. Yeah. Be, so I mean, from from what you're saying, it sounds like they kind of took Stephanie. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, Brian Q. Miller took uh, or or wrote the story as a Stephanie part. Yeah. But then editorial was like, you can't use Stephanie. You need a more iconic character. It's like so then, yeah. He just replaced Babs with with Stephanie. Yeah. I mean, like they've done didn't it. Didn't change the script. They've done it before. Where like they have a Robin that looks like Dick or Tim, but they just call it a different name, just yeah. for whatever reason DC decides to do their you know BS. Um, but what I'm really enjoying about the Smallville thing overall is that it seems like like I mean obviously this is the second episode of what would have been the new season, and we're already getting Batman. You know, it's it's like yeah. they kind of were able to amp up and do all the cool stuff that they never actually got to do on the show. Um, so it's really interesting actually seeing Batman involved and, you know, hopefully eventually Wonder Woman and all that stuff and kind of open it up to a bigger a bigger world. And I think they said Batman's already been operating for a few years, like before Superman came out. Like when Clark was doing his, you know, wearing his red jacket and stuff like Batman's <laughs> walking around before he actually became <laughs> Superman. <laughs> Um. <laughs> but like, um, you know, you're a big TV fan. You loved Smallville. I'm sure you watched all ten seasons of it, right? Yeah. Does this take the place of your love for that show? I mean, is this a good replacement? I mean, honestly, to me, it's better. 
Because, like I said, they yeah. get they kind of get to do whatever they want, and like they're not restricted by even things like a TV budget where they couldn't do special effects things like having Cyborg yeah. Superman. You know, like they did that last issue. Yeah, you know, like they wouldn't be able to do shit like that because they just didn't have the money for it. Um, and uh-huh. sometimes the technology wasn't there. And then some things like DC would just say, no, you can't use Batman for no real reason. <laughs> so, like, you know, it, it's kind of cool to be able to see all this stuff that, like, in the second issue, we're already getting Batman, which they weren't able to do for 10 years. You know, so the yeah. se- second, I mean, not second issue, the second episode. Um, and one thing that's really cool, too, is they're not restricted by time. So, like, literally, uh, I don't know how many issues it's been. Actually, I guess I can figure it out. It's been four issues for one episode. And I think they say this Batman arc is going to be like five issues or something. So, like, they can just kind of do whatever they want and take as long as they want for each story. And it's it's kind of cool. So, yeah. That's good. And, and I like the way Batman was presented. Um, he was very kind of, like, dark and menacing. And, like, he came out of the shadows towards the end after, you know, Babs basically messed up. And <laughs> um <laughs> And then, then he, he was like he was like the final say like he comes out and he once he's out then it's like everything goes to pot and they're all just they're done. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, was there really a reason for for Nightwing in this issue, uh, the Babs Nightwing? Um, not that we've seen yet, except to just yeah. have a sidekick. Um, ah, I see. I mean, really, Batman could have done it himself. I, I don't know. I, I'm assuming what it was was Brian wanted a way to put in Steph because he likes Steph so much. And then they just said, well, you can keep the sidekick if you want to, but you can't call her Steph. She has to be called Barbara. I'm assuming that's what happened. Um, So, I mean, like, there's really not a reason for it, but it doesn't really take anything away. It's just, you know, it's just, like, some of the things are weird. Like, Like, why would you have a sidekick and then have it be a woman and then not have it be Batgirl or even female Robin. You make it Nightwing, who's never been female. But then instead of being Steph like he wanted, you have to make it Barbara. Like it's just mm-hmm. some some weird choices they make. But you know whatever. <laughs> and like um, you know, there's been a lot of controversy around Gail Simone and Batgirl. Yeah. Uh, you know, Dustin and the crew on the comic cast were talking about it, and you know that they, they were wondering why. Uh, with such poor quality, why is it one of the best sellers? And like, I I don't have a reason besides the fact that uh, I I want to collect the issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to have you know one through twelve through whatever, however many issues there's going to be. But on the other hand, I'm just waiting for this book to get better get better one of the hosts on that show stella uh she's really into babs mm-hmm. and just hearing her review <laughs> that uh, i think issue number 12 was just right. heartbreaking i mean she <laughs> just it, it sounds like she just lost hope in the book and in gail simone and in the character it's like me with so, asriel <laughs> yeah you with asriel but 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 you still stuck with it for some reason i tried <laughs> but but like my question to you gary is yeah. is like why do you keep picking up bad girl? Um, you know, it, it, it's a, it's a crap story. I mean, honestly, it, I really don't anymore. <laughs> um, oh, you don't? I mean, I would if I had to review it for the show or whatever, but I, other than that, I really don't. Um, so, so why don't you? There, there's been a few that like, just like since the relaunch, they've just made some strange decisions that have made a lot of them really at best mediocre to me. 
you know, and I feel like that's something that's striking a lot of the DC books that we all had a lot of hope for, you know, that we all thought maybe if they relaunch, it'll be a fresh take on things and everything will be new and exciting. And some of it was, but some of it's just kind of, you know, there, you know, like Batgirl, like it's like, it's, yeah. it's not horrible, but it's not good either. Like, it's just not worth my time. I feel like, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And, and I mean, to, to be fair, I have liked some of the Batgirl issues. I mean, it's, it, it's the definition of hit and miss with that book, yeah. but it's mostly been miss. That's, yeah. And it's but kind like, of disappointing, you know, for being the, yeah. like, really, I mean, if you're saying, I, I would say she's probably on equal or second footing with Catwoman for most popular female character in the Bat universe. And those both are probably just right below Wonder Woman for the whole DC verse. So, um, for those books to be just blah most of the time is kind of sad. Uh, and there's there's a lot of books like that, and a lot of the main characters even. Like, I, I haven't been catching up on it yet, but I hear Superman has been just really mediocre. Um, mm-hmm. and, that, and and some of the Bat books, even the main Batman books, haven't been great all the time. And it's just kind of sad, you know? That, yeah, but, um, <laughs> you know, you mentioned your love of Azra and how you just stuck with that book. Mm-hmm. Stella seems like she's just the same, you know, with... With with Babs yeah. as Batgirl. Did I mean, she like so, Steph as Batgirl? Do you know? Yeah, she liked Steph. She liked Cass. I mean, it, but but her main love it seems to be um, uh, Babs. And you know, y- you loved Azrael, and you stuck by that book through that, <laughs> those twenty plus issues of yeah of that book. Um. So 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 using that as a you know an example. Yeah, as an example, why did you stick with that book? Well, it doesn't really relate to the Batgirl thing because with that book, I was really – I loved uh, the – I always say Gene, but I think it's Jean-Paul Valley, um, Asriel, the, the original one from Nightfall and all that. Um, and I loved his story because it was kind of just this kid that was just normal and you know whatever. But um, – and I really dug that character and it was kind of ambiguous – of what happened to that character. I mean, it was implied that he died or moved on to the spirit realm or however you want to say it. Um, but honestly, I was hoping that somehow he would come back into play or at least be mentioned or that something as epic as what happened to that character happened. But the book was just really kind of blah. Um, and I, I hate to sound bad about it, but I think, I think part of the reason they did it was to have, kind of like with uh was it batwing to have a a black character with the bat mantle you know to kind of amp up their diversity and then use this use this established character that you know fans seem to like um but then as like with batgirl they're taking this popular character and just kind of not really doing anything with it just kind of putting out books to put out books um, luckily, at least Batgirl's more successful than Azrael was. Um, but <laughs> so, so pretty much what you're trying to say is that you picked up the Azrael book because you held out hope that Jean-Paul Valley would be in it. Yeah, and and so, honestly, so, I, I I had hopes that it would that would be as good as that character was, and that maybe maybe I just right. wasn't giving it enough of a chance. You know what I mean? So I held out for a while. Um, and I think I did stop before it ended its run, which I don't think it made much more than a year. Um, but yeah, I still I think it stopped a little bit before it ended. 
So I, I didn't even read the conclusion. Um, but I just I really had no interest at that point. <laughs> so um, so pretty much you you didn't care about quality. You were just hoping that um, uh, Jean Valley would be in that book, right? Well, that was the that was the main reason I jumped onto it. But then mm. the book didn't keep me because it didn't have the quality either. Ah, <laughs> uh, I see. So, I mean, like if if the book had been really amazing, even if they never mentioned anything about uh you know, the order of St. Dumas or Asriel or anything from the original. Yeah. I would, I would have been okay with it because it would have been a new interpretation that was still good at least, but it just kind of, Oh, they, they kind of hinted at it and flirted with that idea of the order of St. Dumas. I think think maybe they mentioned him a little bit, but then, but then it was also this Asriel was part of a rival order that wasn't the same as the one that made the other Asriel, you know? So like, uh, was, I see. and then, and then from there, it just kind of, um, I don't know. The character didn't grab me and the stories weren't great. And it was just, I don't know. It, it didn't grab me. Maybe someone out there really loved it and I hope they did, but you know, I, I just didn't care. Um, yeah. And well, I think I mean, that's the I, 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 girl too. Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly feel sorry for you and and, and Stella yeah. because <laughs> your your characters are it, it seems like they were destroyed. Yeah, it's like imagine if I don't know Judge Dredd stopped production. All of a yeah, sudden, like for whatever reason, and then they come out with the new Judge Dredd like ten years later, and it's Stallone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, like that's that's what it is. Is it's like. And then, and then, and then you, you're still hopeful because you're like, well, I mean, Stallone's not that bad. Like, he's kind of a cool guy. And, and I mean, m- maybe there'll be something good in it, you know, and maybe they'll reference the old stuff and and your hope is not hope. And then you just start reading it and it's like, I don't really care about this. <laughs> and, and it's not as good. It's just like, you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of what it's like. At least uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I get you now. And, yeah. You know, um. <laughs> like I said, I I just feel sorry for you and, and Stella and yeah. every other uh, Barbara Gordon fan out there. Although I mean, there is one thing Stella and the other Batgirl fans have going for them is that if they don't like it now, at least it's successful enough where there's a chance that down the line they'll change writers or whatever and it'll get better. Um, yeah. Or, or that or but, maybe but like, will get a cool idea that'll make it all yeah. better. You know what I mean? So I mean, there's yeah. still time. Whereas Asriel. Like it wasn't good and it wasn't successful, so it just kind of died, um, you know. <laughs> but, but like, you you bring up another good point. Why are they keeping Gail Simone on that book? I mean, for yeah. for the most part, all of these books that were written bad, um, Daniel's Detective. Um, and what's weird to me is they you can make the argument for Winnick's Catwoman. Yeah. So 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 why do they keep? Um, Gil Simone on this book. And what That's I don't what get wondering. too is with the New 52 right away, they launched out a Birds of Prey title, which was yeah. Simone's thing. And then all of a sudden they're like, okay, well, we're going to keep you and we're going to keep your title, but we're going to put you on something else. You know what I mean? It's just, it seems yeah. kind of weird. And I don't know why they made that choice. Um, Cause I mean, Brian Q Miller, the only thing he's doing right now is Smallville, I think. Right. Is he? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So like, I mean, he probably could have handled doing two books at once. Um, and, and he was a fan favorite for Batgirl, even if they wanted. Yeah. Yeah. But you see Batgirl, uh, the, the, the Steph Brown Batgirl 
didn't sell as well as the you know this bab this babs gordon story yeah i I think what it comes down to is they thought gail simone has a big name for for writing female characters and she's very famous for it and very well liked. Yeah, she so she like, she has a following too. Yeah, and and, and yeah. so I think what they were hoping to do is kind of uh, bring some attention back to the Batgirl side of things, and so they brought on a famous writer who's female and known for writing female characters, who's popular in her own right, and mm-hmm. then you know brought it to a character that was suffering and then changed the character just in case maybe it being just Steph was the reason it wasn't unsuccessful, you know, to kind of like re reboot, reboot. Yeah. That's what I should yeah. say. Reboot it. Um, so I'm, I'm assuming that's why, but then like, I mean, is it critically acclaimed? Like do people that aren't hardcore fans like it or does everybody seem to kind of, I don't really, yeah, I have no clue. I mean, for, like, like just, just reading reviews from like comic book resources or, um, you know other sites it, it seems like people don't like it people realize that the quality the writing quality isn't very good yeah and i don't know i don't know why then like i guess the reason they're keeping her on is because it's still working <laughs> so until they stop <laughs> selling then, then then they're probably going to keep gail on it as long as she'll stay <laughs> um, yeah so you know yeah that's <laughs> vote, true vote with your vote with your dollar uh, folks. Yeah. <laughs> vote, vote with your three dollars. Yeah, three dollars. Yeah, vote with your wallet, folks. Uh, you know, uh, if you don't like the book, don't buy it. <laughs> um, and maybe we'll get. A new- but but you see, even saying that. It, yeah, because then that might shut down the whole title in- itself. And- well, not only that, but that that's kind of sacrilege for uh, for for fans of Babs and fans yeah, of Batgirl. That's true. And I'm sure there are comic book fans, like, you know, hardcore fans who do like it, too. Like, it's not everybody, so yeah, that would be kind of bad for them, I guess. But I don't know. I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> I, I just I just really have no interest in it anymore. And, and, and especially because I know, like you did, Dan, like, I really loved Steph. And to uh-huh. go from someone that was so cool and, and exciting and new to go back to a version of Babs that isn't that exciting. Yeah. Um, and isn't well written. Like, I don't, I don't really see the point. Um, I guess except for sales, which is all they really care about. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. To be honest, it is a business. Yeah. Right. So, and, and comics are struggling and yes, yeah. DC has to beat Marvel somehow or try to. So, you know, or try to. Yeah, as it may be, <laughs> depending on what what month it is, who wins. <laughs> and and then of course now Marvel's doing their reboot, so they're going to be pop more popular for a few months, and then yeah. you know whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then it'll be back to normal again, and they'll both be fighting all the time. Yeah. So whatever. <laughs> Anyways, maybe we should talk about something a little more lighthearted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the, uh, um, what is it called? Frank Miller. <laughs> oh, uh, Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, Dark Knight, yeah, Dark Knight Returns. Uh, the premiere dates are set, and you can get tickets now. Yeah, hopefully Tim will get to go again. He's not gonna go. <laughs> no? <laughs> no. I don't think he's gonna go. I think, uh, I think it's gonna be like, uh, I'll get to it. Oh, really? I'll get to it sooner or later. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> um, well, I kind of 
I, I would, <laughs> to be honest. Like, if I lived in California, New York, I, I totally would go um, if I could get in. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't really think there was much to say about it, was there really? It was just kind of like... Not really. I mean, hey, you just said a bunch of dates. <laughs> yeah. I hate that they... Like, I mean, I understand the part of it is, like, they're using the Paley Center in both sides of the country. So, like, yeah, sure, you're giving a good amount of people a chance to go, but at the same time, there's a whole lot of the country and internationally that don't get to go to a premiere. So I don't know why they don't change it up or do a tour, but, I mean, I guess that may cost more money. I don't know. Yeah. Especially for you, Dane. Like... Yeah. <laughs> you're way out of luck. <laughs> Nothing ever comes to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and with this movie, do not make it a direct translation. I mean, pretty much verbatim like with a, the book. Like year one? Yeah, I was... Did you like year one? I forget. No, I... I it's because it was verbatim, and yeah. Alan Moore, in a sen- Alan Moore, in a sense, was right. Uh, comics don't translate well to the movies. I know he said his comic book, you know, adaptations weren't yeah. very good, but like, it's the same with Frank Miller. I mean, yeah. I really don't know how they're gonna do it with all the talking heads and. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. All that stuff, just don't make it verbatim. I mean, that that was. To, to be honest, that was kind of stupid. Yeah, that they did that, and it just did not translate well. So, in a, yeah, like I, I said, I, in a sense, I, I did like Alan it more than right. I thought it would. Than I thought You're it right. would for being verbatim, but at the same time, like I know what you mean. Like, you can't do a direct translation of comics to film or animation. Like you yeah. got to you got to adapt it a little bit because it's just they're not they're not laid out the same way. Like, you know, like you're saying, like it just it, it doesn't work right if you do it verbatim. Yeah, and, and and I don't know if it was the voices or um, whatever, but it, Are it you was afraid? so dry and yeah. yeah. To be honest, I, I am kind of afraid. Yeah. That this Does is going to just be another. To you, based on the trailer, like we didn't really catch, that? I guess. I was going to say based on the trailer. Do you think it looks the same way? But I guess we can't really say because there was only one trailer. Yeah, you can't. You can't really say. But. But I mean, it you, looks cool. Just, yeah, just don't make it verbatim. That's yeah. that's all I'm asking. Hopefully they don't. I'm hoping it's yeah. going to be more like uh, Under the Red Hood, you know, where it was kind of it was adapted and well, and it kept the heart of the story, but it changed it enough yeah. to make it interesting. You know what I mean? Um, uh-huh. and, and I mean, there is even the idea that like, for comic book fans seeing it, we already know the whole story if it's totally adapted piece by piece. But they can throw in a few neat little things or at least references or something if they're adapting it and make it a little different, make it a little more exciting to someone that already knows the whole story. You know, without without totally changing it and making it blasphemy. Yeah. You know? And the thing is with like the 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 Batman Year One was it, it seemed like they were afraid to change it because you, you know, there there were Batman fans out there that <laughs> They didn't want to offend or something, or yeah. it, it, it just seemed like that. They, they they were afraid to change things. And that does worry me a little bit now that you mention that, because Returns is widely known to be a fan favorite Batman story. Yeah, um, like and, your one is, and, you know. To, yeah, and to add on to everything, it's a it's a very very wordy. Yeah. Um, comic. especially that first half. <laughs> oh. 
like the second thank half god for that superman more, fight <laughs> yeah the second half it seems like it's going to be more the the action and the awesome stuff like that but the first one's very wordy especially like you don't even see batman in the beginning because he's retired you know yeah. so, like it's very yeah i am a little worried especially for the first part i mean i'm sure it'll sell well enough because it's batman but still it's yeah i i remember when i was a kid and i picked that book up and yeah, I just did not like it because there was so many words and it was so confusing. I mean, not confusing, more. Yeah, and the art was so different. It was word it was heavy. Yeah, like I know what you mean. I think I was a little older than you when I read it the first time, but it was still a little. It was a little. Yeah. You know, it took me a little while to get through it because it was different. You, you know, know, the whole politics stuff and yeah. that guy that, um, you know, uh, went into the theater and yeah, shot people and the that lady on the subway i mean i'm like what the hell is going on <laughs> i just want batman yeah <laughs> why does bruce wayne have a mustache <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. but but thank god for that superman fight it was an yeah. awesome fight and i mean honestly that's the part i'm most excited about and I, that, that's that's the thing that always sticks in my head and maybe it's just because i'm a superman fan but i mean even just the idea that like like i mean spoilers i guess if you haven't read it already <laughs> um but you know the, the whole kind of uh the green arrow thing right you know, where he went to green arrow and he's all like drunk and angry because he lost his arm but he gets green arrow to come out with this prototype kryptonite gas arrow you know and just like and and like that that huge armor suit and like i don't know it was just maybe because it was also because part of the time i read it where i was a little younger um but like that part just captured my imagination where it was like old Superman, but yet he right. still looked pretty young, but he had a streak of white hair. And then there's that <laughs> one scene where Superman, like the military sends him out to take a new kit. And then he comes back and he's, and he like burns into the ground and he's like, you know, the date and time to fight. And like, just like all those little moments that it comes up to is so cool to me. Um, and yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it's, it, it's good. Yeah. But, but like, you know, it'd be funny if, you know, we're talking about the how the first half sucked. Uh, not sucked. It was a little slow to get through. It was a little hard to get through. Yeah, especially as a kid. It's very dialogue. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it would be so funny if that the first part was, like, the last scene is uh, Superman standing in front of Batman. <laughs> we got to wait, like, a couple of months for that. <laughs> fight and it's like, or like ah. you know what i'm kind of expecting now that i just thought about it that the last Who's scene that? is gonna be uh maybe superman burning into the ground in front of him like the day right, right like right before they're about to get ready for the fight and then yeah. and then it's like you know or, or like you said it'll be like uh the first issue of justice league in the new 52 where at the very end there's one flash of superman and you see him <laughs> and then it's like oh shit, it's about to go down and then Wait, you gotta wait. <laughs> you gotta wait a month. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I, I didn't. I wasn't here last last week. Did you guys or two weeks ago? Did you guys talk about the um, Warner from Bear shutting down? I, I couldn't remember. No. Spend that. I don't. I don't think they. I, I wasn't there either. But yeah, uh, well, I don't think they did. Well, I mean, it's not, there's not much news to talk about. But I just figured I'd mention it that you know the Warner from Bear thing. Um, just in case you didn't know, I, I don't. I know there was some uh, worry when it first came out, but apparently it's not going to affect any of the DC things that have been announced or planned for the future, and they're just going to keep coming out. It's just being shuffled to a different department. So I, I don't know about you. I was really worried. 
Um, well, that's, that's good news. Yeah. I, I was worried at first because I was like, wait a minute, they're shutting it down. And then, and then I realized, wait, they're probably, you know, Warner Brothers and DC is a big company. I'm sure they're going to take care of those money-making films they've been doing. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, did you want to talk about the uh, DC collectibles yes. uh, for December? So what did you like? Um, oh, wait, 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 wait. Before you get started with that, that glass etching looks pretty cool. The Dark Knight Rises one. It does look cool. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I want it because it's – well, I mean $30 actually. That's yeah, $30 bad. isn't bad. <laughs> I was thinking about it. I was like I figured normal comics things are like you know hundreds of dollars, but that's – I mean it's kind of like a paperweight I guess. <laughs> people, thirty dollar people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like it's not, it's not a huge display piece. You know what I mean? It's kind of like right, a, a yeah. more subtle thing, but it's it's pretty neat. Yeah, you can put it on your desk or whatever. But like yeah. that, um, that Dark Knight Rises, uh, Batman and Bane one looks pretty cool. Yeah, I love it. It's it's like yeah. the uh, the adaptation of the comics cover, kind of. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty neat. And too bad like, it's $324. <laughs> that's what I hate about those uh, maquettes and statues. Is like I, I Some of them look really cool. And like I almost, I almost was going to buy one once where after Iron Man came out, they had that Iron Man statue that had like the light up repulsors and everything. Like it was really badass looking, but yeah. it was like $600. I'm like, cool. <laughs> you know, like I, I mean, and even, even the cheaper statues are usually well over 100 you know? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm just looking at it more. Apparently, I could get the uh, DC Comics Harley Quinn for a hundred dollars. What do you do? Hey, there's a lot of Harley Quinn fans out there. <laughs> Kevin Smith will buy ten of them, <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll give one to his daughter, and she's like, "Why are you giving me a half-naked woman?" <laughs> yeah. That um that yeah the poison ivy one is yeah. uh what do you think of the new design cool. um i don't know it is that a suit she's wearing yeah because i mean if you look at it you can see like there's a little uh v at her neck there so i'm guessing yeah. that's like a skin tight jumpsuit but then she has the what do you call it the foliage over her yeah i i do like the fault the the leaves or foliage or yeah. whatever it reminds like me that. honestly of a, a figure i had uh, Poison Ivy from Batman and Robin back in the day. I, it, it gives me that kind of feel to it. I don't know if it's just me. Yeah. But kind of like... just you because yeah. nobody likes that movie. <laughs> no, I didn't like it either, but, you know, I got figures. Uh, um, and it reminds me kind of of that. I think she had something similar where it was kind of like a skin-tight suit and then the green over it. Um, I like it. I mean, it looks pretty neat. And, and it looks like she kind of has, like, demon eyes... And then she has some of the, right, right. the the vines coming out over her face a little bit. It looks pretty cool. Kind of oh, reminds I, me. I, I, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, in that sense, it kind of reminds me of a. Is it Witchblade? Which I have no like, clue. I don't know. It was something I saw in the '90s in a comic book magazine that always captured my imagination. That had something like that. But anyways, yeah, it looks, it looks pretty cool. I like it. Um, it doesn't have a price, but it comes out in December, I guess, right in time for the holidays. If I you, bet you it's like a hundred bucks. Probably. Oh no, wait, wait. Oh no, I yeah, a hundred bucks because Somewhere like the Harley Qu- the Harley Quinn statue has like a little something on you know that comes with the actual figure. Yeah. And uh, this Poison Ivy one has the vines and stuff. So 
So if they release a Catwoman one, you can have the whole set. Yeah. Uh, New 52 Gotham City Sirens stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. Not if it's like a hundred bucks. I mean. Well, I mean, if you're the type of person that wants to buy a hundred dollar statue, why not? Um, I'm not that type of person. Um, but you know. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I, I don't think I could burn. Yeah, I don't think I could burn a hundred bucks on a one statue. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a cheap statue, much less. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and there was also that um, what am I thinking of the uh, the Hot Toys Catwoman preview or teaser image, I should say. Oh right, yeah. What did you think of that? Um, I mean, I, we've only seen a few shots so far, but it looks pretty cool. I mean, all the Hot Toys things look pretty good. I don't, I don't have the money for them, but <laughs> they all look pretty cool. Um, and I, I do like. I was, I was talking to you about this earlier. I love how they pose them in similar poses to the movies and sometimes like like i saw one i remember where uh, it was the hot toys batman standing behind the hot toys joker like like it was in the jail scene and they had the whole table set up and everything and i almost thought for a second that it was a still from the movie like it, it looks pretty real um really <laughs> i thought it did i mean maybe it was just the one i saw but uh i thought it looked pretty real um and the way they did the lighting and everything uh like they actually, they really go artistic with it and try to make it look like the movie. Realistic, yeah. Rather than just yeah. having a shot of their figure, like with a blue satin background or whatever, you know, they they do, yeah. they they try to make it look cool and and you know harken to images of the movie and it looks pretty neat. Yeah, I, I was in a, um, I was in TJ Maxx mm-hmm. and I was in their toy section and they had the. Um, the Bane and Batman figure from uh, Dark Knight Rises, and those like, things look—they look so terrible. <laughs> I, I, I mean, did you see the ones where they have the the snap-on armor thing? No, no. Oh, you've seen those, right? Though. I think so. Like they have like these little—I th- don't know how it works—but they they have like a little case that looks like I don't know the size of an external hard drive, maybe. Yeah. That has the armor in it. And you kind of like I guess you put the figure inside it and then you close it and then it snaps on like like then Batman has a missile launcher backpack and <laughs> and and Bane has uh, yeah. like a surfboard and a chef yeah. hat for whatever reason yeah you know what I mean yeah, like <laughs> I don't know <laughs> and <laughs> like I mean they they always do that I don't know why I'm surprised <laughs> anymore <laughs> but like just the level of ingenuity for the weird things they put on Batman like especially that Batman is the last right. Batman to have a missile launcher on him you know <laughs> like <laughs> but it's just it's kind of funny um I always think of this joke that Kevin Smith made at a smodcast a long time ago where he was talking about how like um once he opened his comic store he realized how figures work where it's like you get a hundred chef Batmans and 10 surfer gear Batman and you know, 15, uh, what was the other one he said? I don't know. Some other stupid, funny thing. And then you get the one cool actual movie looking Batman in it. <laughs> and I, I thought that was really kind of funny the way he said that. Cause he was and... like chef Batman and surfer Batman and, uh, you know, school teacher Batman. 
and then you get one chase figure. That's the actual Batman, how it looks in the movie. Um, <laughs> and you can never find that one that looks like the one from the movie. And it's, yeah. <laughs> that's that's probably why I don't collect <laughs> toys yeah. and figures and stuff, because you can never find the one, you the one that looks, yeah, the one that looks like Batman. Yeah. It, it, it's always like blue Batman or silver batman or yeah. <laughs> whatever i remember once when i when i was a kid i sent away for these figures that was like a chrome batman <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it was just like some special thing and you, you had the upcs so it was free so i figured whatever i'll send away for it and it was like chrome batman and uh, i think it was actually from batman and robin maybe because i remember it was chrome batman that was like shiny silver and then there was a robin that was like shiny red with black accents or like kind of like his movie costume, just shiny. And it was just like, I don't know. It was really lame. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, is that it? Is it, is um, that all the, uh, is, is that all the, well, there news? was a, the, um, the robot chicken date, September 9th. Oh, I see. Um, Do you want to talk about that? I mean, we, we already covered it, I think, in one of the earlier episodes, but um, I did see some stuff at a convention, and there was a few more shots of Batman stuff in it. Like, um, I mean, if you don't like that type of humor, then you won't like it, but there, there was stuff like, uh, you know, Batman had Joker on the ground, and the Joker squeezed his little flower, and the Batman's like, oh, oh, God, is that piss, dude? And um, then there was one where, like, uh, it was a day in the life of Two-Face, and it shows how he has to flip a coin to do anything. So, like, he, he, he had to go to the bathroom. So he he flips the coin, and it says, it's heads, so he can walk into the bathroom. And he flips the coin again, it's heads, so he can walk into a stall. And then he flips the coin again, and it's heads, so he sits down. And then, and then he flips the coin again, and it's tails, so he can't wipe after he goes to the bathroom. And then he flips the coin again, and it's tails, so he can't, he can't pull up his pants. And then, and then he flips the coin again, and it's tails. So like he can't flush the toilet. So he's like, ah, oh, whatever. He just leaves. And then Penguin walks in. And he's like, ah. <laughs> and just like you know, little silly jokes like that. Uh, the trailer only has a few little cuts um, of Batman stuff. Uh, but there's a few other cool things in there. So oh, I'm gonna watch it. It looks funny to me. So 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 was there anything different from the this trailer and the stuff that that. Or that trailer that you seen that was it Dragon Con? No, that one was uh, MegaCon. Wonder Mega. Oh Meg Yeah. MegaCon. It's just Was there anything different? Um than what I saw then or what I saw on this one? Um Did you see any, you know, additional scenes or Um I mean the only one there was a few little ones I saw. That that one that extended scene with Two Face was one I saw at the convention. Um and I saw a little clip of it in this trailer, so it looks like they, they made that scene, and that's cool. Um, and there's another scene that uh, everybody got a good laugh at, where if you watch Robot Chicken, you know there's the, the humping robot that in every episode, or you know every once in a while anyways, um, whenever there's a robot or a machine featured in the episode, he just comes up and starts humping it. Um, and so, of course, they had the bat signal, and... Uh, in, in the trailer, the, the thing that I saw at the convention, they show, of course, that it's signing and then shining in the sky first, and you see like a bat, and then you see nothing, and then you see a bat, and then you see nothing, and it turns out it's just the humping robot humping it repeatedly, and then it pants <laughs> down, and it's the robot. Um, <laughs> and I mean, there, there's some funny jokes in there. Um, I forget in the trailer, there's a few other little Batman jokes, but they're like two seconds, so like it's really kind of not even worth mentioning, but. Um, 
it does look pretty cool. You can check out the trailer on the, the Batman universe if you want to see it. Um, and it has been announced that it's coming out September 9th, midnight. Um, I cool. believe midnight. Yeah, I think midnight. So yeah. And, uh, I guess and with media, the only other thing is, um, they did announce Catwoman is an injustice. Um, but right. I, it's not all that exciting to me because, like, I mean, I might get the game, but even if I do, I'm not going to play as Catwoman. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> you don't want to be a girl. <laughs> yeah, like Catwoman just has no interest in me to me for video games. All right, so I guess that's it for all the news and all the the random bad movie talk. <laughs> okay, Gary. Yeah. Bad movies aside, we got to review some comics. Uh, yeah, we do. Yeah. Uh, for one thing, spoilers, if you have not read the comics, you might want to come back and listen to this later. Uh, but we are covering the weeks from August 15th to August 22nd. Those two weeks. Uh, and for those two weeks, we have Catwoman 12, Nightwing 12, Batwoman 12, Red Hood 12, and Batman the Dark Knight 12. Um, did you want to start off with Red Hood, Gary? Sure. I can do that. Cool. Go ahead. Um, yeah, Red Hood, it was uh, – I, I will, as a disclaimer, say I haven't been reading the past few weeks. I haven't been doing the podcast. Um, but I did check up on it, and I, I was kind of surprised. Like, overall, I liked it better than I originally did like uh, Red Hood. Um, I thought the space theme was kind of cool. Arsenal is still annoying, but not quite as annoying. Um which I'm glad they toned that down a bit. And I'm glad they actually humanized... Uh, shoot, what's her name? Starfire? Yeah, Starfire. Um, yeah. They started to humanize her a little bit. She's not just a cold, mindless sex bot. Um, you know, they, they actually, they're, they're actually starting to make her <laughs> yeah. a character, <laughs> which is kind of neat. Um, the, only, the, the worst part about it, though, for me, is that they had Arsenal and... Se- I was going to say Sexfire... <laughs> They had Arsenal and Starfire reading reading the story, um, which, I mean, regardless of the fact that this is a Batman podcast and we're Batman fans, uh, Jason Todd is the strongest character in that book. Uh, so to have him barely be in it seems like kind of a bad choice to me. Um, although, I mean, at least if they're going to do that, they made the two supporting characters more bearable. <laughs> um but it's still like it wasn't amazing, um, but overall I enjoyed it more than I expected to. I I think I think they're definitely on the right track at least. They're improving the characters that are there. Arsenal is still a whiny little biatch, but um, you know. Is he still irritating? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's it's not as bad. Like I will say that. Like like I used to not even be able to read the book just mostly because of him. Um, right. But now at least like like yeah, he's still a little annoying. And I hate his costume, but he's not the worst in the world. Um, well, I don't. I can't say I hate his costume. I hate the stupid head thing. You know what I'm talking about? Where he wears like a, a baseball cap and the the half mask. Like I don't even know what you'd call it. Yeah, because it seems skin tight. Yeah, right? his um costume. Yeah, and then he has the the top half of the costume and like the it looks like maybe like it was a full mask but then he cut out the mouth version so it's really raggedy and weird looking and then he wears a old baseball cap on top of it which just looks really stupid um 
Although I am glad they made him a little less annoying, and I'm also glad that, like I said, that Starfire isn't just a sex robot, and they actually gave her, like, a costume now that looks kind of like... Like a legitimate costume. It's not she's just wearing a bikini all the time. <laughs> yeah, she actually covered up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's it, they're. I think what they. I think DC finally realized that um, it wasn't just the first issue kind of shocking people. It was just that everybody hated the fact that she was just sexualized and nothing else. You know, there was no character to her. It was just she was there to look good and be. Uh, love interest to the two guys um and now i mean she and arsenal are kind of i guess dating um but like she's actually starting to become more of a character and that's uh, that that i think is the biggest improvement and um they still have to make arsenal less annoying but um i think once they do that the book will actually be bearable as long as they have jason todd featured more often um rather than just being kind of shoved to the side because jason todd obviously is the best character in the thing um yeah and he's he's off with his his girlfriend right girlfriend? whatever you want yeah. To call it. yeah oh well <laughs> but, but um i mean it, it seems like when the when the name of the book is red hood and the outlaws it seems like red hood should definitely be in it uh the outlaws could be anybody but red hood has to be there um but, it's it's kind of more like the outlaws and the red hoods <laughs> yeah the outlaws Featuring Red Hood sometimes. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, like Red Hood is normally heavily featured. Uh, it just happened to be this one book that he wasn't. Um, yeah. But I think if he was in it more, we would have less annoying Arsenal, and then the book would be great. But since Arsenal was featured, well, not great, but you know what I mean. It would be it would be significantly better. But um, because Arsenal was heavily featured, you got to see more of his annoying side, which I don't like. Um, so yeah, overall, um, it was definitely better. I thought. I don't know if you've read it or kept up with it at all, but uh, I, I've still I've still been picking it up mm-hmm. <laughs> for some reason. Kind of like when the Dark Knight was really bad, and <laughs> you know, you just bought those issues and just you put them in the yourself. long box. You didn't even read them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I I picked this issue up. I. I, I didn't read it enough to um, to give an opinion about it. I just kind of skimmed through it. All right, so every episode we have a rating system. And this episode, we're going to be doing Babs fans that Gail Simone has let down. <laughs> Which the number is growing. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you give it, Gary? What would you um, give Red Hood? I'd say Red Hood... I'd give it a solid three, Babs fans that Gail Simone's letting down. Um, I, I definitely think it's improved. Like the first book, I probably gave a one, if that. Um, actually, I don't think I, I would give it a one. I, I barely, I don't really even remember exactly what it was. I mean, I kind of do, unfortunately, but um, I, I can't remember my exact impression. But I think I'm going to say for the first book, like I would have given it maybe a half, if anything. And that half was for Jason Todd being kind of cool and then the rest was just bad but now i think it's a three it's leaning towards being like i could see it actually being decent (laughs) um (laughs) which is something i didn't think i'd ever be able to say like it's actually like this issue wasn't it wasn't painful to read there was some points that were kind of annoying but 
it didn't hurt my soul. <laughs> um, <laughs> it didn't hurt my soul. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, if Red Hood was in it, I mean, I can't really say, I guess, because he would have changed the whole story. But if Red Hood was right. in it, I, I would assume I would give it like a four. Like it was, it was actually pretty decent. Wow. Um, but I just, I, you know, without Red Hood in it, I can't give it anything all that great because I don't really care about Arsenal and uh, Starfire. But I am glad to see that the supporting cast is being rounded out rather than just being there for Jason Todd to wisecrack at. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. I, I think I'd give it a three. Like, I, I enjoyed it a little bit. It wasn't great. But I was more, more than anything, I was just impressed because of how bad it started off and that it's actually finally a year later being somewhat decent. So, yeah. I think probably three. Three Babs right, fans cool. that Gail Simone is letting down. <laughs> uh, but I think my I'm favorite so... is still uh, uh, Bruce Wayne chest hairs. <laughs> <laughs> I think that one's still my favorite. Oh, yeah. We, we still need to do um, Bruce Wayne knuckle hairs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, the, the, heavy, the, the hairiest um, Bruce Wayne in comics yeah. but um yeah uh i guess i'll do catwoman number 12 okay cool um and i don't know where to begin <laughs> uh can you begin with it was bad it was all right um i guess first off i gotta give credit to jen winning for giving for for giving us a villain who isn't just somehow rich and smart you know yeah it's like for some reason they have money and for some reason they're smart. <laughs> uh, he he gives Dollhouse a, a realistic history. You know she's carrying on a family tradition. Also, she makes money by selling organs from hookers and stuff, uh, so that she can you know taxidermy them and add them to her collection. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what to call it. Museum <laughs> of taxidermy and hu- taxidermy humans <laughs> i almost <laughs> wish that was our rating system <laughs> <laughs> um, so you, you know i i have to give him credit well you know, you know s- suspending a lot of you know disbelief yeah um but you know that's part of the problem uh, i i think connecting dollhouse with that crappy tony daniel villain uh doll maker <laughs> oh, yeah. was a bad move they did that um yeah it was a terrible move yeah. Um, but like, how can you not when, you know, the two essentially have the same name, Yeah. but either way it, it, it was just a bad decision because it, it seemed too coincidental and predictably, uh, it, it, it was predictably boring. You know, to me, when she reveals she's the daughter of Dollmaker, she just lost everything she had going for her, for me. And, um, you know, she became just another banal villain that, That'll be forgotten. Let's face it. We're never yeah. gonna see her again. I mean, unless Winnick brings her back, <laughs> or, or unless for whatever reason, uh, oh, what's the guy's name? I totally blanked on his name. Uh, the guy that did all of the brought back the Superman of Planet X and all that, Morrison. <laughs> or unless Morrison, for whatever reason, decides <laughs> ten years from now that he wants to bring back all the obscure characters. Well, he said he's over <laughs> superhero comics, oh. and uh, I think he might have said comics in general, but not sure. Wow, um, good for him. Yeah, and I, I did not like 
the fact that she got she gets away at the end. Yeah. Um, it seemed too easy, or yeah, I, I I guess I just expected more from Dollhouse and her history and her family. Yeah. Because her her story is ended unresolved and. The, the whole thing with all of these people who are buying the organs she harvests, mm-hmm. what happened to that story? That story just seemed to be, you know, swept underneath the uh, – under the carpet. Yeah. A- and that was actually kind of interesting. But it just seemed like that wasn't a concern and it felt incomplete. It made the issue feel incomplete. Yeah. Um, and, you know, ev- even though Selena feels some kind of guilt for, for Dollhouse's escape – it still seems like it doesn't mean anything to her. It, it It's almost like that's not the point of her inner monologue at the end of the issue. Um, yeah. You know, while she does mention that she let Dollhouse get away, it's more like she doesn't even care. Uh, she seems more interested in her role as a good guy and whether it's worth her time to be a good guy. That same old story. <laughs> yeah, but, but anyways, and, and you know, kind of like Nightwing and that Detective Knee character... Yeah. It seems like the whole story with Selena and Alvarez in the story arc was just wrapped up way too fast and thrown to the back burner. I mean, it, it, it was the same thing in Nightwing, which we'll get to. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, Alvarez was a huge part of this story and in this series so far. And it it was like, yeah, he got captured. He saved on to Green Pastures, I guess. But I suppose we need to see – we need to wait for the next – story to see more of of him and maybe he'll get more of a conclusion for the story and we'll we'll see him more <laughs> i guess yeah. i don't know um but what i did like was the part with gwen and shock and how winnick uh hinted at what gwen knew at the beginning of the of the issue when she called selena but but he kind of disguised it as an irritating phone call where gwen would probably scold selena for doing something that she didn't like um, but I didn't think that Gwen would actually kill him, uh, and I really didn't expect him to die anytime soon. And I also like how Winnick made us think that it could have, it could have been Selena holding the gun. Um, I don't know, it, it, it was just perfectly executed by Winnick and kind of unexpected, especially, like I said, with Gwen shooting shock. Yeah. Um, but I didn't like how Winnick had to somehow connect it to Penguin, even, even if it was hinted in issue 11, I think. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't know. I, I I think I'm severely overdosed on Penguin and how it seems like <laughs> he's in every book. He's behind every scheme. Yeah. Um. It it's just an unoriginal and boring idea by now. And you know, when it seems to be implying that he he'll be making that that Penguin will be making an appearance in in this book in the future. Um. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm gonna like that that story. And I also didn't like the art. Is that the issue. same artist that was in Catwoman in the beginning? No, it's not getting much. Okay. He left the book, uh, and I kind of want him back now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I would probably give this. I'll probably give this two and a half out of five Babs fans that Gil Simone is letting down. That's still a lot of Babs fans, though. <laughs> do you want to do Nightwing? Yeah, so I thought it was pretty good. Um, I hadn't been reading Nightwing for a while. Like I it said, I, I kind of dropped it off comics a little bit. Um, but I, th- I thought it was interesting. It was kind of a normal, like, day in the life sort of thing to me. Like, it, it didn't really grab me as something super epic. 
but it was pretty interesting. Um, I guess this this new villain is kind of trying to uh, blame Nightwing for something. And um, how did you pronounce the detective's name? I really don't know how, so I oh. just say Detective Knee. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, Detective Knee, I get what you're saying. Like he seems, it seems kind of a a throw-in character, I guess. But um, I actually like that story. Has he um, been around for a while? Yeah, for a couple of issues. And is he normally antagonistic? To no, no. Um, just for this story, because um, he thinks that Ni- he's gay. Oh, okay. And he thinks that Nightwing killed his partner. Oh, okay. And I actually thought that 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 story was more interesting than the the story with the Republic of Tomorrow. Yeah. But th- it, it seemed like Judd Winnick was—I mean, not Judd Winnick. Um, Kyle Higgins was just like. Um, I don't care about that story. Um, I'm going to focus on Republic of Tomorrow story. Yeah, I do think it was interesting, though, how they tied it into the second issue. Um, You know, to the random guys he saved, the random thugs in the car, um, happened to be part of this Republic of Tomorrow, who also happened to be the people that were killed using his weapon that – his uh, Shima stick, I think it's called. Eskrima? Eskrima stick? Um that the the guy Paragon stole. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think. How do you? It's like there's so many things we don't know how to pronounce. Yeah. Me. Like, is it Escrima? Escrow. Just say yeah. Escrow stick. Escrow stick. Like that house. That 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 house over there is an escrow. Kind of like that. Just say Escrow stick. <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. I mean, just in this book alone, there's like five words I don't know how to say. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's kind of like Zaz. Like before yeah. the internet, we were like, how or, do you pronounce? Or Ra's al Ghul or Ra's yeah, al Ghul. Like, you know, like. <laughs> It, it, is it Zazzes? Zazzes? Is it Zazzle? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, it's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I uh, I liked that one part too where they were all trapped under the, in the sewer system. It kind of reminded me of Dark Knight Rises. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was the first thing I thought when I saw that. Um and I, ha- I hadn't really known much about this Detective Nye or Nee or whatever. Um, so I thought it was kind of interesting where, as far as I knew, reading this book, uh, he and Nightwing were at odds. But then he realizes that Nightwing was doing the right thing and kind of let him go at the end uh, after he defeated Par- – or well, defeated – tricked Paragon, I guess, into a trap. Um, and uh, yeah. I thought it was pretty neat. Um, I hadn't really seen most of the story, but I, I really dug that they tied it into the second issue, like I said. You know, something that happened almost a year ago. Um, and and I, it's something I wish they did more in comics, that, like, if they're going to introduce a gang or, you know, something like that, that they use something that happened in a past book that could have just been throwaway and they happen to tie it all together that way. You know, it, it seems kind of neat that they did that. Um, and... Uh, I actually, I kind of like the Detective D character from what I've seen so far. Um, the only reason I didn't like him was because Nightwing said we did, we weren't supposed to like him in the beginning of the book, uh, <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, I guess, I guess, he, I guess Nightwing doesn't like him, so I guess I'm not supposed to like him. Uh, but you know, he seems pretty cool, and he's a strong cop character. He doesn't seem like a, a, a that much of a d bag, really, except for the fact that he doesn't like Nightwing because I guess he thinks he killed his uh, partner. Um, but yeah, 
And uh, I, I like the part in the end, too, where he's, like, faking a cold all of a sudden. And I, I love where it's, like, it's putting in the different sound effects that he's making. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Um, and and I, I do... I no, even... no, he, he, um, he actually oh, he... had a cold. Oh, yeah, he actually was sick? Yeah, I think oh, from so. from before this book? Okay, I, I didn't know that. Then. No, 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 no. Really? Um, after Detective Nee lets him go. I think he got sick because they were in the rain. And oh, okay, that's what he said. Water. He forgot his umbrella. Yeah. Okay, maybe he did actually. Okay, I didn't think about that. I thought he was calling in sick or something, joking around. But that makes more sense actually now that I think about it. Um, although I, 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 even though I hadn't been reading Batman books lately, or any books really, um, I did even think it was – even I thought it was annoying that they tied in the Penguin in the end. Um because like you said, it seems overused. Like it's always the the penguin or Two Face are behind the crime stuff. Seems it is. <laughs> well, the, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know why I said seems. <laughs> I, I meant yeah. it is. Um, although I, I guess Two Face isn't as much of a big deal anymore. But for a while there, it was always Two Face or Penguin were behind the crime of anything. Um, and I guess now Penguin's all of it. So he's in everything, and it, I I can see where that's annoying. Um, because even I thought that was kind of annoying. And I don't really know anything about this this girl that he's talking to in the end there. Um, but as Sonia Zuko, uh, daughter of Tony Zuko. Oh, oh right. Okay, yeah, I kind of caught that from what she was saying. Um, but yeah, I thought it was interesting where uh, – <laughs> I thought that was interesting. I was just going to say that as, as Nightwing said, well, this should be interesting. And then, yeah, so um, – Definitely seems like they're they're leading into maybe having her be a, a love interest, even though she seems to want out. I haven't really been reading much. Has there been any flirtation at all with him and Babs yet? Yeah, a little bit because uh, Babs the circus thing. The crossover. Yeah, I, th- I I think night no no I I think Nightwing was in um uh Batgirl and Batgirl was in Nightwing. For like a, just like one or two epi- uh, not episodes, um, uh, issues. Oh, okay. And they they, they they kind of hinted at that, kind of like uh, Lois and Clark. Oh, okay. Or All Lana right. and Clark in Smallville. <laughs> <laughs> Will they? Won't they? Yeah. Oh my God! And it goes or, on for or like any, eight years. Or any other comic character like Peter Parker and Lois Lane, and they they tend to do that a lot. Peter Parker and Lois Lane. Mary Mary Jane. God dang it. Um, <laughs> the only one that doesn't have that problem is Batman because he's just like, I'm too cool for love most of the time. I'm too um, cool for chicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyways, I guess, uh, did you read it? Like, what did you think? Yeah. Um, I think that this issue was just okay. Yeah. Uh, it felt like the conclusion to the story was wrapped up a bit too quick mm-hmm. um, and kind of too bland. It was just your standard bad guys captured here lives to fight another day. And like I've said before, the subplot I was most interested in, which I, I wish was the main story, was the uh, the Detective Knee and Nightwing story. Um, yeah. And that was kind of pushed, like I said, to the back burner. And it, it seemed like that part of the story was almost forgotten or just just brushed off like it was nothing. Um, yeah. And, and kind of like Detective Alvarez in... Um, Catwoman, Detective Nee was a big part of this this uh, story arc, and it it, it was just unresolved. Um, but I, I guess it was re- resolved after uh, Detective Nee revealed that he was gay and that he 
holds Nightwing responsible for his uh, boyfriend's death. Um, so that I don't know. I, I just didn't dig dig that. Yeah. Um, but I did like the fight between Dick and and Paragon. Yeah. Uh, he and how Paragon. <laughs> yeah, for a little bit there, and like um, I really liked how Paragon used the the GCPD to lure Dick into the sewer. Yeah, that was cool. But then, but then you let him get away at the same time. Yeah, kind yeah. Of. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was kind of similar to Dark Knight Rises. With yeah, the it really was. <laughs> being trapped underground, but it, it, it felt like Paragon's explanation um, of his master plan with the two brothers and all that. Uh, it, 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 it was just kind of long, and it, it, it just felt like Kyle Higgins could have explained it a lot better. Yeah. Um, I also like the end part with with uh, Dick and the Amusement Mile and Sony Zuko. Yeah, uh, that's true. It was great to see that Dick was ready to sacrifice his his entire inheritance, right? Yeah, his whole uh, all of his um, what do you call those things? Savings or a trust fund? Trust fund, right? Trust yeah, fund. yeah. Um, I really like that and how he he um he's willing to sacrifice that to get Amusement Mile up and running. Mm-hmm. Um. I guess he really wants this amusement mile to strike hope into Gotham again, but is it um, is it something he was in as a kid or? Uh, no, it was just a shining example, I guess, of um, hope in Gotham. I think. Okay. Um, but anyways, I I like the twist with Sony Zuko. Um, that that was just something I really didn't expect. I thought she was 100% behind the, the uh, trying to get funds for the Amusement Mile project, but... Yeah, and then she's like, never mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not doing uh, that anymore. I, I, I just really like how Higgins just added another layer to her character yeah. with that, and I want to see what Higgins has in store for her. And yeah. in, in the issue, after reading that whole session with the Penguin and Mr. Combustible and... I don't know. I, I was just, I was absolutely gutted for a second after reading that part, <laughs> and I'm hoping that Penguin is either non-existent or has a very, very small role in the Lady Shiva story. That's yeah. gonna be the next arc. Um, overall, for me, this issue and you know the storyline was okay. Uh, I wasn't too excited about the art, and I feel that the last one or two pages were the worst parts of this issue. Mm-hmm. With uh, Sonia and uh, uh, Dick. Yeah, I was just um, looking. That Dick looked like he was like fifteen. <laughs> yeah, that, that was shot. pretty much a miss for me. Yeah. Um, but there were some good parts, like the splash page that brings Paragon into the story mm-hmm. with that. With that, uh, I think he has a whip or something. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that. That electric whip thing. Yeah. So it's pretty okay for me. Um. So I would probably give it a three out of five out of five um, Babs fans that Gil Simone is letting down. Yeah, <laughs> I think <laughs> I'd go a little bit higher than you and give it three and a half Babs fans that Gil Simone is letting down. Um, basically okay. the same as you, although I think I liked it a little bit more. But then again, yeah. it might just be because I haven't read Nightwing in a while and I kind of missed it. And um, I mean, oh, it, I yeah, and I kind of like. I kind of like those books that are just kind of like one-off things, you know what I mean? That are just yeah. like kind of a day in the life type of thing. Like not everything has to be an epic event. Um, yeah. And, and I kind of thought that was kind of cool. Um, 
And even though I didn't really get the significance of all of it because I haven't been reading as much, I, I kind of liked the tag at the end, like you said. Um, and, and I did enjoy uh, uh, Morgan Freeman <laughs> being in it for a little bit. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think, uh, I think three and a half Babs fans that Gail Simone is letting down every day. <laughs> every day. <laughs> Not just every month, like every day. I mean, it's digital um, comics, man. Someone who was finding those books every day and being very disappointed. <laughs> well, yeah, and uh, uh, now that you mentioned digital comics, 2000 AD is now digital day and date. Oh, really? Yeah, on the um, on on their site and on uh, the app. Comicsology. No, no, not Comicsology. They they have their own app. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so I I guess I'll do Batman number twelve since that's the last book of this uh, of this week. Cool. I loved it. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> for a second, I was like, "Is he finally gonna hate it?" And then I'm like, "No, I'm gonna love it." <laughs> for one thing, for one thing, J. H. Williams is back on on cool. art. Yeah, uh, Trevor McCarthy was on was he on art. Those books as much? No, no, he 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 was. He was good. I, I, I loved his art. Um, he, he was definitely channeling uh, J.H. Williams. And I, I, I even liked Amy Reader. She was good. Yeah. Uh, for the two issues she was on the book, she got kicked <laughs> off. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was so great to see J.H. Williams on, on this book again. And I, I love that cover with, um, you know, Batwoman and uh, Wonder Woman on kind of in the center and off to the right side there was bloody mary vomiting blood <laughs> i i just love that cover just an awesome cover and yeah i, I just love this issue I, I, I like the storytelling of it um how for like the first couple of pages and a couple of pages after that it was um it was batwoman's story on one side and it was wonder woman's story on the other and <laughs> Um, I I really liked how Williams and Blackman wrote Wonder Woman. Uh, she seems more of a f- philosophical character. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she's not just a Amazonian that doesn't get human nature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she she gets that she's a killing machine, and you know when she's done killing, she can be herself after that. She's more than that. Really like that. I really like where this new story is going with with um, Medusa. I I thought that this um, this next arc was going to be about Bloody Mary, but uh, Bloody Mary is taken care of within like the first four or five pages. And wow, I mean it, it, it's it's really cool because she's she leads uh, Batwoman and um, Kyle Abbott into a I don't know what you would call it like a room of mirrors, and she's in the mirrors. I was just thinking, like, she can be easily defeated if she's in the mirrors because all they need to do is break one of the mirrors. I mean, yeah, break one of the mirrors. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. But like, <laughs> but it's really cool how um, uh, J.H. Williams showed Bloody Mary after uh, she was broken in the mirror. Um, it's kind of just like her eyes. And oh her wow, mouth, that is and really her mouth cool. is all bloody. Yeah, yeah. Just really love that. And Bloody Mary is creepy. A creepy villain. She, <laughs> she reminds me of Alice. If Alice was covered in blood, 
<laughs> oh my goodness, I love the next shot when they're on that cruise ship with the guy in a skeleton. It's like a skeleton yeah. with a with a like a Hawaiian shirt on, <laughs> like just chilling with a cigar in his mouth. Like, <laughs> yeah, that scene is pretty good. And um, the the only thing I don't like is that in issue eleven we, we kind of got progress in the Kate and um, Maggie relationship, mm-hmm. and it seems like that was all erased in this issue because like was I don't know just not mentioned again no I mean they, they made progress relationship wise mm-hmm. and it seems like J.H. Williams and Blackman w- were just like uh, let's destroy what we were building on for these couple of issues and let's ha- let's make them hate each other again and it's <laughs> like oh, I hate it in comics when they do this yeah well I, I know what you're saying they do that a lot in lots of stuff like even TV and comics like it it's always annoying when they do that. They'll yeah, make progress just... one week, and then the next week, like, it's just gone for no real reason. Except... Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I hate that. Yeah. I mean, just have Maggie and Kate be together from now on. Why is that so hard? But I don't know. I, yeah. Then again, I'm not writing TV or movies or comic books <laughs> and there's or novels. <laughs> there's probably a reason. I don't know. That's I, I just why you're hate not it. making the big bucks, Dan. <laughs> Yeah. I just hate out. it when they do that. Yeah, that really is annoying. They do that a lot. But I really like how they, in a practical sense, how they um, introduce Wonder Woman into this story, because it turns out that they need they need Wonder Woman to defeat Medusa, and so I just like how it wasn't like, um, okay, I gotta go kill this guy, this girl. I'll just pick Wonder Woman's name out of a hat, or <laughs> Wonder Woman suddenly shows up for something entirely different yeah. and um <laughs> okay I, I guess i'll be in the story now and like i really like how williams and blackman wrote her into the story i mean it, it was just seamless it was perfect and it makes 100 percent. i mean it, it makes sense 100 percent. and uh, i really want to see kate rescue those kids that were kidnapped I yeah just, i don't want to see the conclusion to that story i just love this issue this issue is perfect for me um <laughs> The only thing I didn't like was the Kate and Maggie thing. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I really like this issue. Um, the whole thing with the colonel is addressed. Every, every, it seems like every single story that Williams and Blackman and Williams and Rucka told is in this one issue. And I, <laughs> I really like how it's hinted at. And it was just perfect. I know cool. I keep seeing that, but it, it, it was just perfect. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and give this a four and a half out of five. Baz fans that Gil Simone is letting down. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so, uh, so, did you want to take uh, Dark Knight? Oh yeah, Dark Knight. I forgot about that. Um, yeah, I was really surprised with this one because I haven't, like I said, been keeping up with it lately. So when I jumped in and this book was actually good uh, and it had the Dark Knight title on it, I was very surprised. <laughs> um... I mean, it was really cool. It was like a classic Batman and Scarecrow face-off um, where, you know, at least for now, Scarecrow has the upper hand. He has Batman tied up. Um, and you see a little bit of Batman's backstory, and, of course, uh, Scarecrow is kind of, like, taunting him with it. Uh, and then you get to see a little bit of Scarecrow's backstory, too, um, at least as far as the New 52 is concerned. Um and I thought it was really interesting. You know, it kind of showed the parallels, I guess, and, and, and the differences in their childhoods um, and kind of 
almost analyzed it and how that grows it, it came up to be. Um, yeah, yeah, and about yeah. that, like, I, I think I was just so spoiled on Batman Begins mm-hmm. because I forgot that uh, Thomas Wayne didn't like that Bruce is crying or Bruce was scared when he fell into the into oh, that yeah. well yeah. or whatever. I, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, me too. The Man That Falls, I think, was a story that established that. And I thought that was really interesting that they brought that back. Um, and, and I like the fact that they're not just making Scarecrow crazy. They're also keeping the fact that he's actually a psychologist in there too. And so it's more than just rehashing what's happened. Like he's actually analyzing it at the same time, but he's also crazy. So like, you know, it's, it's really cool. Um, and I always love a good kind of Scarecrow story. Uh, and it seems like this might be the beginning of that, you know? Um, and, and honestly, most of all, I'm just impressed that, uh, Hurwitz actually made the Dark Knight readable. So, you know, good for him. Um, and I actually kind of want to go back and read some the ones that he's done now because it looks – I was pretty shocked. It was actually really cool. Yeah. Um, was this the first issue with Scarecrow or did they show him capturing Batman in the last one or whatever? I think that this is his third issue. Okay. Second or third issue. I think he took over at number 10. So I think this is, is his this second issue. Is the first issue. one with Scarecrow, or did he start right away with Scarecrow? No, no. Yeah, he started right away with Scarecrow. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, I have to check that yeah, out. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I guess that was really it. Uh, I really liked the design of it, um, and the art was pretty cool. It, it harkened back to the um, the animated series design, where it's kind of a really round little head, you know, with beady eyes. Um, yeah, and I don't know if you've seen it, but he's in... Um, there's that one panel where he's in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's wearing the hat in that. Oh, in yeah, that one yeah. Panel. I forgot about that. Looks exactly like um, the animated series. Yeah, uh, it was pretty cool. Scarecrow. Yeah. What did you think of it? I really liked it. Uh, I love where this story is going. I can't believe I'm saying that with <laughs> The Dark Knight. Um, God, I, I just loved everything. I, I and, and Hurwitz always gets me with that little girl. Yeah. Uh, that... that that uh, Scarecrow has in his lair. I I just want Batman to break out, beat down on <laughs> Scarecrow and rescue that little girl. Uh, yeah, right. You know, she's asking, like, will I be home for Christmas? And oh, yeah, that's so sad. She's telling Scarecrow that it's okay. The stutter. Uh, uh, I used to have a stutter. Oh, my God. That was so great. And he's like, yeah. if you if you keep coming up with such adolescent quips, I'm going to hurt you or something like that. Like, it's funny. Oh, that, that got me so bad. I was like, gosh, yeah. I just want... I just want Batman to break free and. Because even even in the face of such a horrible thing, she's still like a sweet kid, you know. And I know. It's, she's such a good girl that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that she's willing to sympathize with her her captor. Who's not only just like a crazy dude, but a crazy dude that's scary and like yeah. mean. You know what I mean? Like it's not just yeah. like a ransom guy who's treating her nice and holding her. Like he's a crazy messed up guy that's really scary to look at especially for a kid kind of reminds me of like your typical serial killer story where it's like yeah they killed a lot of people uh and tortured a lot of people but they're products of a bad environment yeah and i like how herwitz kind of plays with that and i mean in the end you can't feel sorry for scarecrow (laughs) there's no way yeah but um yeah, I just really like that dynamic, and I really like this take on Scarecrow, and particularly Jonathan Crane when he was a little boy, and he was his dad um, used him as a 
a test subject and oh yeah i get the i get the hint that he was picked on in high school in school period yeah that's what it looked like and how he um he became a psychotic and just his mindset and i really really like that yeah and, and like i said before i i totally forgot that uh thomas wayne was was actually critical of of bruce and and how how bruce was scared when he he went and he fell into the uh into the cave and stuff mm-hmm. i just think that dynamic is something great in batman's lore yeah. that a he bruce looks up to um up to his father and b his his father was extremely critical of him in that moment and his mother was the one that you know was like oh it's, it's okay bruce everybody is scared once in a while and it's okay that you're scared mm-hmm. i really like that and, and i really like that I think it was the last scene or one of the last scenes where it's revealed that Bruce doesn't want to be human. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I just like that whole part where Bruce, yeah, I mean, it seems like he does, he doesn't want to feel anything. He wants to be more than that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It, it was just extremely great writing. That, yeah. That's all I can say about that, that last piece that, or that last part. Yeah. That was really cool. That, that was a great ending. Especially. Yeah, and it, it, it clues us in on who this new Bruce is. Yeah. You know, uh, this new 52 Bruce is. Because we haven't really haven't really got a good sense of who he is. Not really. I mean, other than the fact that he's, in general, like Batman. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, we haven't really gotten any details on what's different between this guy and the previous Batman, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, so I, I cannot wait for this next issue. Issue, yeah. um, issue thirteen. We we have the issue zero, all the issue zeros next month, and I I just can't wait to see where this story goes. Yeah, um, it's what Dark Knight should have been all along. <laughs> that's an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I'll probably again give this a four and a half. Babs fans that Gail Simone is landing down on a five. I mean. I haven't even read the rest of them, and I totally have to agree with you. It's totally at least 4.5 Babs fans that Gelsimone's let down. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do yourself a favor. I mean, the the first two or three issues or whatever it is are an absolute treat. I think I will. For I, 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 I didn't expect yeah. it to be, but now that I've read it, I mean, definitely. It looks pretty good. Um, and right. I, I just want to throw in one more because we're done with the reviews, but um, I, I just wanted to throw in this one a little bit. Uh, Tim couldn't be here today, but he and I were talking uh, about the Batman in Smallville, and he really liked it as well. And we were both really surprised and uh, enjoyed the little reveal at the end of spoilers that uh, Joe Chill is one of the one funneling weapons in the Gotham for inner gang. Um, and that that's the impetus for Bruce wanting to go to Metropolis where he'll meet Superman for the first time. All right. So I guess that's it. Um, but before we get to all the information and stuff, um, Gary has a big announcement. What's your big announcement? Yeah. Gary? <laughs> um, so I'm sure those of you that listen to this show, you know that I haven't been here the last few weeks. I used to be the host. Um, and now I've uh, I just I have decided that I'm going to be leaving the show. Um, I want to focus on another project that I'm working on called Skewed Off, which is a podcast that I'm going to be doing with a few friends of mine. Um, and uh, I'm sure Dane will let you guys know when that comes out, and hopefully it should be pretty soon. Uh, it's going to be kind of it's not a Batman show; it's more fo- focused on just pop culture and 
you know, normal things that people like us talk about. So it should be a fun thing. And, uh, I'm really excited about it. And I mean, honestly, I knew I didn't have to worry about it because, um, Dane and Tim are definitely more than capable to handle it. And PJ, whenever he can do it is, uh, is a great co-host. So, um, I knew these guys had it handled and expect more from great stuff from them in the future and hopefully hear from me about, or no, not from me, but about skewed off. So are you going to cry? Uh, maybe a little man tears. You, you have to, you have to cry like full on ball. Dude, I'm not Kevin Smith. I don't, I don't cry on command. Um, <laughs> do it, do it. Otherwise I'm erasing this entire section. <laughs> I'm just so sad to have to leave. <laughs> I mean, it's been such a journey. I was I was the host of this show for a long time, and it's hard to let it go. But um, but um, I know I just I know that these guys have it handled and skewed off is my future for now, and I have to make a sacrifice. So um. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I, I really, uh, I wasn't hoping to, uh, I was hoping to, you know, keep my emotions in check here, but, uh, it's a very emotional time for me right now. Um, and, uh, in all seriousness, <laughs> I'm sure, uh, Dane will let you know once, uh, there's word on it, it should be in the near future on Skewed Off. So, there you go. Well, why don't you give out the website? Oh, right. Uh, we have an official website set up, skewedoffpodcast.com. It's kind of going to be a blog for the hosts of the show um, to just kind of post interesting things that they like. And um, I've already started. There's a few on there. And it's just kind of going to be a neat place for me and my friends to post stuff that's interesting to us. And, uh, you know, in, in the future, once a show is released, it'll probably have stuff related to what we're talking about in the show. You know, if we talk about a movie, there might be a trailer there, uh, things like that, you know. Um and just kind of an interactive little place. So uh, check that out. It's a S-K-E-W-E-D-O-F-F-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. And uh, yeah, so check that out. Cool. I'm sure uh, nobody will miss you. And uh, <laughs> anyways, you can check it now. <laughs> I hate you. You will be missed, Gary. You will be missed. Mostly by uh, Tim and PJ. <laughs> But <laughs> and not you at all. <laughs> Anyways, um, you can check out our host site, uh, the Batman Universe, at thebatmanuniverse.net. Uh, you can also check them out on Facebook. That's facebook.com/thebatmanuniverse, or on Twitter, and that Twitter handle is at Batman Universe. So pretty much all you need to remember is Batman, the Batman Universe, or Batman Universe. Yeah. Um. If you search for Batman you can, Universe, you'll you'll find them. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Everybody just Googles these days. So just just search Batman yeah. Universe Twitter and you'll find it. Batman <laughs> Universe Facebook or Batman Universe period, yeah. I guess. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> um, yeah, but you can also find us find this podcast on iTunes as well as all the other Batman Universe podcasts. There's a ton of them. Yeah. And you can also rate and review us on on that and you can also rate and review all the other 
uh, Batman Universe podcast. And please do that, guys. A lot of people forget about that, but that's actually really important on iTunes for getting us more out there. Right. So like it, right. favorite it, subscribe to it. All that stuff really counts. So just wanted to put that out there. Right. And also, you can help support Stella. And trust me, she's feeling pretty down right now. Gail Simone's letting the... her down big time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Damn it, that, that should have been our stuff. Um, <laughs> ways Gail Simone is letting down Stella. <laughs> oh, just count the ways. There's so many. <laughs> um, yeah, she, she has a petition out um, to get the Batgirl Year One animated movie back into production. So oh, cool. you can find that at gopetition.com slash petitions slash Batgirl dash year dash one dot HTML. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Our outro music is Bangler. See ya, everybody. Oh, no, wait. I forgot to say that Dustin likes to fight T-Rexes with clothes hangers in Jurassic Parks. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye, everybody. For the last time ever. <laughs> last time ever. I can still miss her skin on mine. There's a secret I'll take with me soon. I'm alone tonight, my tears can't fall out